Welcome back to another episode of Greater Greener Georgia. I'm Alexis. And I'm Miles. And this week, we're going to do a deep dive into municipal elections. That's right. This week and the next two weeks leading up to the November 2nd election, we'll be going into detail about different aspects of municipal elections and how you can get involved. First, as always, a few updates about environmental news around Georgia. Last week, the mayor of Savannah announced that solar panels will be installed all over the city in the coming months, proposed to be placed on water treatment plants, parking garages, fire stations, and community centers. This move brings Georgia closer and closer to its green energy goal. Love to see more clean energy being brought into Georgia. Another update, the Golden Ray shipwreck we talked about a few episodes ago has finally been removed from the waters around St. Simons Island off the coast of Georgia. While this is great news, it's now time to deal with all the oil and other pollutants left behind. Definitely a step in the right direction, but a bit more work still needs to be done to fully clean up the area. And I actually visited St. Simons and, and saw the Golden Ray, and it is massive. And it was like, I wasn't imagining how big of a ship it was. Yeah, I read that the ship has just been sticking out of the water for like two years since it happened. So I'm glad that's out of there, but still a lot of cleaning to be done. One last update that'll tie us right into our main event for the day. Early voting has started. This means that from now until the election, you can go vote in person for the November 2nd municipal elections. Head over to gcvoters.org vote and scroll down to find early voting locations to find the locations and hours of when you can vote. Yes, I definitely recommend voting early. A lot of people put off voting until the day of the election and you could end up getting stuck in a long line. So get it done early to avoid the wait and not have to stress on November 2nd. With that, should we jump into our main topic for the day? Let's do it. Municipal elections are literally around the corner, and we're here to tell you everything you need to know. This week, we're going to be going into who you even vote for in a municipal election and what consequences those people have on your community. You might not hear as much about these smaller local elections as you do with the federal ones, like president and Congress, but these elections honestly have a much bigger impact on you and your community. It's important to vote in every election, including local elections. Also, who you vote for really matters. The winners of these elections will have a huge say in how your town, city, and county is run for the next few years. So let's talk about who's even on the ballot. First, the mayor. This is the person who is the face of your city or town, and they'd introduce new legislation to improve aspects of your community. For example, they make decisions about housing, land use, investments in parks and other community spaces, and how to cooperate with the state and federal governments on bigger issues like immigration or disaster relief. Mayors also have a huge say when it comes to budget of the city, which control things like environmental protection programs, police departments, and more. You could say that the mayor of a town is kind of like the president. They make a lot of executive decisions that have to be approved by the city council, and typically have the most power when it comes to making laws and other community decisions. Speaking of city council, let's get into that one next. City councils are a group of people elected from different parts of the city to help the mayor create laws and approve the city budget. When comparing them to the federal government, they're kind of like Congress, a much bigger body that represents different groups of people around the city and votes on whether or not to sign policies into law. The reason there's multiple members on the council is so every part of the city is equally represented. People with different salaries, lifestyles, and needs live in different parts of the city and they should have equal representation when it comes to city policies and budgeting. 
Plus, while the mayor has more power than any individual council member, the council usually has the final say on which laws are passed by a majority vote. So while the president and Congress are passing laws that will impact you on the federal level, your mayor and city councils are writing laws that will directly impact you and your neighbors. In some places, county commissioners are also on the ballot. They function very similarly to how the mayors and councils do, but instead of on a city level, it's on a county level. This is really important for things like transportation initiatives and green spaces that might cross city boundaries and impact larger populations outside of your city. Another really important position that's on most ballots are the seats that make up the school board. People elected to the school board in each city decide how and what students learn by creating curriculums and budgets for the school district. This impacts which programs can exist, like arts, sports, and extracurriculars, and how much funding they can get. The people elected to school boards have so much power over the experience children will have every single day at school, so who represents them really matters. Wow, that's a lot of information to take in about municipal elections. Make sure to check out our sample ballot before going in to vote so you can decide who you want to vote for before you get there. If you live in Georgia, you can go to mvp.sos.ga.gov, fill out your info on the right side, and then click click here for sample ballots to see specifically who you'll be voting for. Once you find out who's on your ballot, if you have the time, do some research. Check out the different candidates' websites and social media platforms to see what they stand for and who you think would represent you the best. It's sometimes hard to tell with smaller elections like these, so you also might want to ask around to your friends and neighbors that you trust to see if they've been leaning towards any specific candidates and why. I also like to see which candidates have been endorsed by nonprofits and organizations that I trust, because if they're throwing their support behind a candidate, it's probably a good sign that I'll agree with them too. Once you find the candidates you like, if you have the time, you can even take an extra step and volunteer to help out their campaign. In the final weeks leading up to the election, campaigns will want any help that they can get. Whether it's donating, canvassing, phone banking, or putting up yard signs for them, every single contact with a potential voter matters in these local elections. So if you have a candidate that you really want to represent you, head over to their website and find their volunteer sign-up. You can really make a difference in the final weeks and days leading up to the election. On the other hand, if you don't see any candidates that you like, maybe you should consider running for office. I know it sounds crazy, but municipal elections are the best place to start if you want to represent your community on a larger scale. There are a lot of nonprofits that were founded to support local newcomers running for office because we always need more people representing for their communities fairly. Running for office can definitely be intimidating, but there are a lot of ways to get support. Either way, head over to gcvoters.org vote to learn more about how you can ensure you're making an impact when it comes to elections in your community. And again, early voting has already started. Make sure to cast your vote on or before November 2nd. Miles, do you have a plan to vote yet? I do have a plan to vote. Um, I'm definitely going to vote early because, you know, lines and everything. And I heard an interesting thing, you know, last cycle that it was the election day is actually the last day to vote. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, I'm still kind of figuring out who I want to vote for and, and, and really want to inform myself. Um, before I actually go to the ballots. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I definitely plan on voting early because like you said, November 2nd on the one hand is election day, but more importantly, it's the last chance you have to vote. And I don't want to wait until the last chance. So I'll probably go sometime next week. But I also still need to check out my sample ballot to see who's even on there because I have not quite figured out everyone who I'm going to vote for yet. 
Um, but I know that the Ponce Library is an early voting place that is right near me, so I'll be getting it done sometime soon. We know that that was a lot of information and, and very scripted, but we wanted to make sure that everyone got all of it and can understand and, and kind of is informed. Um, this series is going to be hopefully some interviews with some potential candidates that you can vote for so you can learn more about them. And um, we're going to be releasing um, two more episodes in this municipal election series, which will be really exciting and um, hopefully be very interesting to our listeners. Yep, and make sure that you get your vote cast on or before, preferably before November 2nd. And not only that, but text a few friends and make sure that they get their votes in as well. And with that, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Greater Greener Georgia. We'll see you next week for another episode in our municipal election series. <laughs> <laughs>